Hey guys, you're listening to the Metal Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Arnold, and my guest today is my good friend, Tony Castianeta. Did I say that? Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Probably yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, Tony Castaneda. Yeah, I mean, Castaneda, you know, it's, I don't expect people to say it all Latin, you know? Yeah, and uh, Tony is the former bass player from the band King. And so, uh, and we've been friends for a long time from back in the uh, Steel Remains days. And, uh, and uh, what was it before that? Or was it after Steel um, Remains? Oh, Ounce uh, of Self. Was, Ounce of Self was, was, was a, uh, an end result of, of Steel Remains, which we changed the name after uh, our new vocalist um, left the band. And that's when... Uh, that's when Eddie, Eddie and uh, and Gil, uh, Gilbert Ramos, um, they they took over all the all the singing and screaming duties, and that's when we became Ounce of Self. Uh, right. Yep. That's how that got started, and then into Ankla, which right, is, which is the band that that I ended up uh, joining. Uh, you actually introduced me to, or, or told me about them. Because I mean, we were just talking before the podcast of how you know, we were, you know, how we used to hustle to play shows and promote and all that stuff. And I remember you telling me, "Dude, you got to play with, with this band, you know, called Ankla." And I was like, yeah. "Who's that?" You know, and you're like, oh, <laughs> "You're like describing them like they're just like this, like this Latin, like metal." And I was like, "Oh wow," you know. And I was like, at first, I was kind of like thinking like you know, like like Del Nino, you know, they were, you know, they were a little bit more on the uh, I don't know. I guess a little bit more on the hip hop side. Oh yeah, okay. I would take towards so much, um, but when I heard that man, I mean, it was just like, wow, these guys are freaking heavy, man. Yeah. You know? And then and then uh, we saw them uh, at Hoagie Bar Michaels. You remember that place? I don't know right. Yeah. There. Yeah. Is it still there? Well, it's still there, but it's a it's a different. It's got it's like a oh, okay. different name you know a different an ownership owner different. yeah yeah i remember well there uh they played and i, I went and saw them play with you guys and you and your brother were there from what i recall and i was like whoa dude these guys are freaking insane man and, yeah and yeah man i was just like Sh-. and then i come to find out that you know ramon or ortiz he basically wrote everything you know in that right yeah first album uh um steep trails and dude i was just like blown away by them and i i could see why and i appreciated that you said you have to play with them because you know you you, you were saying like as far as the level of playing and, and you know the, you know great bands you you said you guys would do well playing with them yeah I, saw them playing, I was like wow when i saw them i was like i gotta play with these dudes and yeah and, and i think didn't didn't we all do a show together did we all do a show together? I don't, I mean, eventually, I don't know. Did we? I don't. I remember like, maybe, maybe they were different shows. I remember we played with them at Hoagie Bar Michaels and then maybe, and then I know we played with you guys at Hoagie Bar Michaels, but those might've been different shows. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe they weren't I, all. I don't know if I recall. Or maybe that might have been when you uh, when I introduced you was when we played with them. Was it? Did you guys play well, that show with them? Because like I remember seeing them there 
one time when we didn't play there, but I, I know we, we did a show with them there. Okay. That, anyway. that, 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 that was probably, that was probably, was, uh, was it that night? Yeah, I don't think you guys were playing uh, that night. I'm thinking that's probably what it was. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I think so. Man, I mean, dude, I've seen you guys play so many freaking times, dude. It's like, I know. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's all a blur, you know, whether it's, uh, 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 what was it, um, the Gypsy Lounge or, or, yeah. or yeah. Hobie Bar Michaels or um, what's What's the, what's the other places, you know, the go-to places? Um, gosh, I'm trying to think back. And I mean, well, of course, you know, we did a bunch of shows with you guys at like um, Blue Blue Cafe and Huntington Beach, remember, and Long Beach and Deep Piazzas. Now, was that? Oh, yeah, Deep Piazzas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Was that? You guys You guys were already Cerebellion? No, you guys weren't Cerebellion yet, right? You guys were, we, you guys were um... Yeah, like the Hoagie Bar Michael days, we were Project One, okay. and then Cerebellion yeah. was like, we one summer we did like King, you guys and and us were doing a bunch of shows together, and it and that was the like the beginning of Cerebellion, like we had just released our our album, and uh, and you guys were I think you were kind of like in that hey we just want to play a bunch we don't care about draw like let's just we'll play like Wednesday nights, you know, whatever. We just want to like play a bunch of shows and, and we kind of just did all the same shows. Cause we're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I remember that. I remember, remember that we just yeah. took like shitty nights and we're just like, yeah, we play. did. We did. Um, what's that? Speaking of all the places we did that one place off of, uh, uh, PCH. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That was, that um, blue, that Dan? was blue cafe. Blue cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I mean, I, 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 we did like a party bus there at one point with, with uh, ounce of self and man oh dude, yeah it's, it's so crazy how <laughs> like how many freaking shows you know how many shows how many freaking like it was just such a freaking cool time man it was such an amazing time like to like to be in a band and, and you know just to like it was there was so much camaraderie you know yeah yeah back, it was just so cool, you know. Like I remember Flatline, you know, Flatline used to yeah, play yeah. all those places, and you know, of course, the whiskeys and all those other places. And, and um, in this moment, you know, yeah, I think, I think we did a, a party bus uh, playing with them one time, from what I recall. Did, with, with, was was that Ankla? Ankla with? Uh... Um, oh no, we did we did shows with them with Ankla, but I remember yeah. doing like a show or two with with Ounce of Self. With uh, in this moment, within this moment, wow, that that's going way back, yeah. Because yeah. I think I I think I saw you guys. I think Ankla, I think played with them at the whiskey. I remember, like way back. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, that, I think that was right before Ozfest started. Yes, I think you're right, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, those, yeah. That, those they're awesome man all, all the people in that band and at, at, at the time you know they have different members now but at the time i, I remember it's just they were really cool man when uncle did um Ozfest in 07 you know it, that was like it's very cliche to say because everybody kind of describes it that way but it was really really like a summer camp you know heavy metal summer camp yeah and um yeah i mean it's, a, it's really cool to see in this moment how they just freaking they just kind of got they, they didn't kind of get big right away because you know they 
they were doing it for a long time. But it was really cool to see it, like, see it blossom and turn into that, you know, from yeah like the, before Ozfest to after Ozfest. Like, I remember after Ozfest, they just got like, I think they did like a tour with Ozzy. You know, that was like, oh, wow, crazy. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that goes well, you know, the theatrics with both yeah. bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've, they've, they've managed to evolve, you know, with the times and grow as a band. And, uh, yeah, so they, 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 they're still hitting it hard. I mean, considering they can't be on the road, but they were, you know, the production was fairly, fairly big, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember I saw them uh, later on, a little bit later on, with you guys again, um, with King. And uh, I'm trying to, I think uh, Motionless and White was also on that tour. Mm-hmm. In LA, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at the uh, Club Nokia. Right, right, right. But yeah, yeah. I love that place. That place is so cool. And it's, you know, it's LA. It's like yeah. not, not really Hollywood. It's, you know, by the Staples Center. And yeah, downtown. It's such a cool place. Really yeah. Cool place. That was a great tour. It was an awesome tour. You know, That's rad, that man. We were much different than, than those bands. You know, we, we, we were kind of like the, I don't know. I mean, a lot of, a lot of kids were just kind of confused. Like, what are these guys doing here? You know? <laughs> And I remember Eddie would tease the crowd. So funny, man. He would, I mean, the things that he would say to the crowd sometimes is hilarious. Oh, dude, always going, going all the way back. That was always like, he always had like just good off the cuff banter, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I actually remember a little bit of, of the banter, um, that night. Like, I mean, it was just, I don't remember it verbatim, but it was just, as you were saying, he was kind of like fucking with the audience because he was. He was playing up the fact that like that like almost like you guys almost kind of didn't belong totally on that bill like sound wise you know and he was looking at i I don't know he was just he said he said look at this kid like looking at looking at us all cross-eyed or something like that you know (laughs) he was just fucking with the audience as as usual he'd point out yeah he'd point out the kids that you know have their arms crossed and he'd pick on them and they'd slowly uncross their arms you know <laughs> yeah, and yeah towards the end of the show eventually you know they would actually like have their hands up in the air like it was cool to see sometimes you know when he would pick on people and then turn those same people you know and then after the show they'd go to the merch table and, and, and hang out with us because as you know we, we we sell our merch we'd sell our merch and we're out there hustling and, and you know, yeah the same, same person that he'd pick on be like hey man it's cool you know the, whatever just like now in retrospect they're all like friendly and happy go lucky but during the moment it's just so funny to see them kind of you know staring at you all freaking like they just want you to freaking be done so they can see the band over there to see you know yeah that's always the case though when you're like your favorite bands you know going on and you just but um but i mean i and i always felt like with eddie it was like it was always in good fun like it never felt like it never felt mean. Like you could tell he had such a good sense of humor that it, like you knew he was just playing with you and having a good time, you know? Right. 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 I mean, there, uh, there'd be moments once in a while, you know, where you know, you get frustrated and you kind of, but that, you know, everybody does that shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know, uh, five finger death punch does that whole, 
mad mad skit, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I remember seeing them, and he, he was like, I guess they were pressed for time. He was like pressed for time, and then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, we're gonna keep playing. Screw them, and everybody's like, yeah. And then like at another festival, like I I I over I, I overheard the same thing. I was like, whoa, is this like a is this like a bit or is this like just coincidentally happening happening again? You know, where they're telling them to get off the stage. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, kind of left me thinking, like, hmm. Yeah, maybe that's a move, huh? Yeah. <laughs> to get the crowd like on your side, you rebels. Right. Going against the man. <laughs> man, he's such a rebel, man. Yeah, so. he's our rebel. That's cool. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good move. I like it. I'm going to steal that one. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I can only play for 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna play for 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh oh man. man. I mean, that was that was our on the road. You know, when you're opening for bands, you don't play for very long. You know, sometimes it's you're lucky if you get like you know twenty five minutes. But, but depending on what time doors are open, you know, sometimes doors don't open till later because you know shit's not getting locked locked down before doors and whatever you know just life happens so but you get used to it man you deal with it or you get used to it or you just get fed up but uh you know you have to i guess work your way up there yeah well um today we're gonna be talking about the album arise by sepultura yeah tony are, are you uh are you excited about this one man Oh yeah, man. I mean, I love Sepultura. I love, I love like just what they did for, for metal and for music in general. You know, The Rise is such a great album. It's a great reminder of that to me. You know. Yeah. It's a great album. Yeah, I. You know, it's so funny, man. I didn't. I don't know why, but I never really knew you were much of a Sepultura guy. You know, it's. Sepultura is one of those bands that, like, I I went back to and was like, wait a minute, it was almost like a a a, a language I didn't quite understand at the at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I I remember I listened to Beneath the Remains and and the Rise and one of my cousins had the album and and we'd listen to it and and I went back to it later. And as a matter of fact, what, what got me to go back to it and like just focus on it harder was Chaos AD. Yeah. Chaos AD had that element of just like like new metal, like they started new metal, you know? Yeah. Like that just like head bopping, you know, just very, very groovy, man. Yeah. You know, and they did that so freaking well. And 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 like they're just the type of band where for heavy metal, like for, for classic rock, dude, for me, like the bass speaks to me so fucking much, dude. Like yeah, bass, yeah. You know, he's a brother, dude. Groovy, you know, the way he plays. But for metal, like Sepultura, just like I, I, that drumming on that, dude, Igor is just such a freaking badass drummer. Like he just, he kind of like, it's very, it's very hardcore punk rock. You know, it's very, the album Rise particularly is very, hardcore punk rock i mean you go back and you listen to minor threat dude yeah. that's like that's like a rise almost like just like a totally different vibe because it's thrash 
you know but it's like that's like almost like they're kind of like morphed in between like uh uh punk rock and and, and i don't know it's just that they they just i love i love that that whole angst that they have it's just so awesome yeah I, I mean, I know that that's what I kept re- reading too. And, um, I know they're like, I hear, I hear like some of the hardcore roots, like a little later, like on, uh, I hear, I hear it a little bit on a rise. Um, but like for me, I hear it more on, uh, what's it called? KSED. Um, and even some of their more recent stuff on like the two thousands, you know, I can kind of hear a little more of their, um, punk rock kind of hardcore roots, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, um. Anyway, well, let's see. Let me uh, let me burn down some of these, the f- the metal fun facts really quickly. Um, <laughs> the fun <laughs> facts about about the album Arise. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's some pretty basic stuff. Arise is the fourth studio album by Brazilian heavy metal band Sepultura, released in 1991 uh, by Roadrunner Records. Uh, upon its release, the album received top reviews from heavy metal magazines such as uh, Rock Hard, uh, Kerrang, and Metal Forces. Um, and Arise is considered Sepultura's finest hour among longtime fans. Uh, let's see. It was released, uh, I think I already said that, March, maybe not, March 25th, 1991. It was recorded. It says 1990 to 1991, but it was recorded at Mora Sound Recording Studio in Tampa, Florida by Scott Burns was the producer and then um, Andy Wallace mixed it. Are you, um, Tony, are you familiar with um, Mora Sound re- Recording? No, I am not. No, I'm not. So- I mean, that was, no, that, that's... Apparently, uh, Scott Burns was like a big death metal guy. So, and like Florida was sort of the uh, epicenter of death metal, you know. And so he he produced bands like Death, Deicide, Cannibal Corpse, uh, Obituary. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so he was kind of like it looks like he was ground zero. In fact, this studio may have been like ground zero for. Uh, so I unfortunately I'm not. Sadly, I'm not like a huge death metal guy. I have friends that are probably um, going to be crucifying me <laughs> about this. Oh, for sure. No, for like sure. The, do I you mean, have d- your death fans? Like I have my hardcore death fan, like the, the band death, you know, and they know that whole history yeah. of Florida and all that stuff. Yeah, I know. There's like hard, hardcore, hardcore people, you know, this particular album is just something that I. I just gravitate towards, you know, it's like, I, and, and I'm not one who listens to like death metal all the time, or I, I, I listen to all kinds of music, you know, but, uh, just, just like the Latin, that, that influence that they have created, you know, and, and I get it, you know, playing and playing in Ankala, like I learned so much from playing with Ramon and then just like, you, you know, learning, learning how to play these songs in particular and the like, chaos ID ones that are a little bit more on the Latin, you know, more, more emphasis on the Latin. Uh, For sure. It's, it's just something that I appreciate so much, you know, and, and, and always love to go back to and listen to all the way through. You know? Right. Totally. And at Roots, I feel like, I feel like Roots even took that element, the Latin element even further. Absolutely. Dude. Roots was just like, 
and they even tuned way lower too you know it's like Whoa. yeah you know again going back to the roots of uh of um new metal you know it had definitely yeah for sure but but you're right like this re- this album is really like kind of where it starts for them where they start having more, like hints you know hints of the the latin and, yeah. and sort of the the tribal drumming and right and it's only like yeah. on a few tracks you know it's not um you know because like i said they have a more more of a left oh no sorry latin, uh, a, a, a minor threat punk rock hardcore you know style uh kind of mixing with everything you know a, a lot of other stuff like industrial even you know so, yeah right and that's you know that was the okay so the way I remember it I, I also had a friend when I was younger um, that had uh, the cassette tape of this album and um, like for me at the time like I was way into like the big four you know Slayer Metallica you know Anthrax Megadeth all that stuff and then you know some other thrash band like Testament and Flotsam and Jetsam and stuff like that but um, this was like a little too heavy for me like the vocals were. It, it it sounded like death metal to me and i didn't know much about death metal but it just it, it was almost like like a little bit off-putting you know i had like a, a ceiling I, I think slayer maybe maybe pantera was probably i know what like, you mean dude i know exactly what you mean dude. It's, do you know what i mean like like, like I, yeah like i said earlier it's like one of those things where it's it's a language you don't yet fully understand you know it's like yeah like i kind yeah. of I kind of um like i went backwards you know like i like I said, yeah, I listen, me listen too. to Rise, Beneath the Remains, and like it's one of those things as a kid you just heard in in the background, you know, and then later went back to like and I started dissecting it more, and I was like, whoa, with a different understanding, like, holy crap, this is incredible, like how totally. did I not, you know, how did I not pay attention to this before, you know? Totally, totally. And and I love that, I love that about music, and I love that about albums and bands, and you know that. Hey guys, this is Joe cutting in real quick. I just wanted to um, ask you guys if you could share the show if you're digging it. Uh, right now, that's the best way to help out the show. Um, so, you know, send a text to a friend or or uh, uh, share it through social media. However, you, uh, you usually do that. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, we're also on Instagram at the Metal Nerd Podcast. Uh, and so you can go on there and comment and uh, give us some feedback. So we'd love to hear from you and thank you guys again. And now back to the show, you know, like not, not off topic as far as genre goes, but Queens of the Stone is just one of those bands that, you know, I, I listen to all the time, like, like songs of the deaf came out and the videos, you know, MTV, that was like the tail end of it all. And, and I was like, Oh, like they're, they're really cool. You know, they're, they're really cool. But it wasn't until like, I had the album for like two years and then all of a sudden it just like some switch was just like, man, these guys are freaking amazing. And I started going yeah. back to their other albums and I was just like, dude, I want to be like, I want to have a band like this, you know? Like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's so cool that how music can do that, you know? Totally. Yeah, I love the, I love those guys too. Um, So, okay, yeah, you mentioned uh, your cousins. What was, what was your gateway drug? Like, how did you get into Sepultura initially? Um, um, my cut, co- my cousin in particular, dude. He he was just always listening to Slayer, always listening to you know Metallica and Iron Maiden, and and it was just one of those one of those things. I started listening to Slayer, Seasons in the Abyss, and um, yeah, 
I started like, oh, this is this is really cool, you know. And listening to that kind of opened opened my ears a little bit. But this particular album came from a, a different cousin. It was my, my cousin Rosie. She she had the album. She would listen to it, and then I was like, oh, this music's pretty freaking crazy, you know. Yeah. And then and then fast forward, you know, a couple of years, you know, with my with my uh, my cousin that was my age. She was big big into you know, thrash and just all of that. And he kind of opened my eyes to all of that. And then I went back to listen to that album. And I was just like, whoa, you know? Yeah. Where, do, where does this one rank for you in terms of the top, your, just, your top uh, Sepultura albums? Like top three, top five? Um, I would, I would definitely make it my top, uh, my top three is definitely the number one, in my opinion. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just something that that uh, I ended up just it, it being my favorite album. You know, next would be Chaos AD, and that's yeah. that's actually where they started to just change. They morphed into like what they're known for. You know, totally like they found their, their their I don't know. They found their thing. That was their, their they were so naturally good at, and they just kind of honed in on it and and, and uh, made it what it, what it what it is. You know. Yeah, Chaos is where, that's where I kind of came online with them. That's where I got into them. So um, that was like my first. And I, it probably, I, actually, I don't know. I don't really even know where I would, because um, I, I like a lot. I've really dug where they've gone. You know, have you heard their new album? I, I heard bits and pieces of it, but I haven't heard it all the way through. Dude, that thing, honestly, like, I, I need to listen. I've listened to it, I think, twice. And uh, that thing might be, like, their heaviest album. Like, their most, like, it's it's crazy. That's, went, uh, what's, what's, uh, what's that album called? Um, oh, let me see. Um, the new one, where are we? Uh, it's called Quadra. What's that, Quadra? Yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. I'm gonna have to freaking download that one. Pretty, pretty wild shit. I think yeah, they went to uh, just I'll, I'll even sorry, I was gonna say even just the lyrics on the rise as well too. So so like relevant, you know? It's like they talk about disease and and, and yeah, it's just so so freaking thrash, you know? Like so, but it's so awesome, dude. I just I love it, man. Yeah, um, I I heard you know like the first song he said is about war. Honestly, I don't know about a lot about the lyrics on that album. I know I remember. Um, so we we uh, Mark and I, you know, our bass player, we did uh, we did the album uh, Chaos AD on on this podcast, and uh, oh, I remember, sure. yeah, and I remember reading that like on Chaos AD the lyrics were a lot more like political because um, that they had traveled the world so much on this album on a rise mm -hmm. that it just really made them see and become aware of so many things. Wow. Um, dude, that's insane. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, they, they were, they were like, I think I read it was like 220 shows in a year or something. Yes. Like yeah. I saw that too. That's insane, dude. Or in a, well, I think it was over. I think I don't, I, they, it came out in March and I think it said the tour started like, like as the day after they recorded, they they were out on tour. So like um, from March until I think the end of like uh, 
the next year so you know like almost two years like wow. it was or, or i think it, i think it said it was actually like yeah like almost a two-year tour sure positive yeah i mean they're they're, they're pretty political on on uh, arise i think you know i mean okay land of anger i didn't ask to be born sadness sorrow Everything so alone, laboratory sickness infects humanity, no hope for cure, die by technology. You know, like it's fucking oh, yeah. it's crazy, yeah. man. It's just like freaking relevant. <laughs> I mean yeah, not, not, yeah. not that it was you know, not I'm not I'm not saying anything about that whole man made stuff, but just you know, just you know, stuff that can happen, you know, in life. And when you're listening to this, you you know, it's just like something oh like very that's that's very metal, that's very, you know. But then when it comes almost reality, when you're, you're seeing all this shit, you know, they're talking about like war and all that stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty incredible, man. It's pretty eye-opening, you know? I, th- I think what I'm hearing is we're living in very metal times right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like, what is uh, um, life imitating art, imitating yeah. life? <laughs> yeah. Life, life imitating metal. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, freaking no doubt though huh no joke that's cool though yeah i i didn't yeah a lot of times i don't know like lyrics kind of go over my head so i mean they they they, again going back to the thing where music just does that to you there's times where you for whatever reason listen to one part of a song and you've heard that song thousands of times and then all of a sudden that lyric means like whoa that just blew your mind like whoa like you know this these two sentences that you're just like whoa that's I never, I never realized that. And and, and it makes the song even better, you know, when it like Absolutely. when it, yeah, when it has some impact like lyrically, then it like it, I don't I, and I don't I I feel like I don't know everyone's different. Like I know a lot of people, they really like listen to the lyrics and they pay attention to them, which I'm glad because you know I write lyrics, so it's like <laughs> I'm, really, I'm glad people yeah. are into that. But I don't feel like I'm that kind of a listener like most of the time, you know, like. I agree with you 100%. That's I funny can... you say that because I, I, I find that too. There's certain people, it's like certain people, there's, they just like, hey, like, isn't that crazy what it says there? And I'm like, well, I never really listened to that, you know? Like, yeah, like you said, they pay more attention to it than that. And you're a singer, you know? Like you said, so yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty strange. In yeah, life. but I think, I think maybe like, maybe because i don't know if it's like a musician thing but we're like i think a lot of times we're more locked into the melody and then the rhythm you know what i mean right like the actual melodies and of course like the delivery the performance and stuff like that if it's yeah, like like the vocals like for me it's almost more about the aesthetic you know than it is the words you know but like right. the instrument rather than what what, what the messages you know yeah 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 exactly that's right yeah it is it's like an instrument um but yeah i didn't really know about the lyrics so but yeah i did i i thought that was really cool though like hearing about how all the touring they did by the way it said 39 countries oh wow dude. um yeah like um you know it kind of like opened their eyes to a lot and that's when they they really i bet i can't even i mean i can't even imagine touring to that many countries like i i say it all the time like touring just kind of helped me grow tremendously as a person just like by the experience of traveling but on that level man i can't even i mean I, that's wow you know like you see so much man you see so much and it just kind of opens your eyes in so many ways 
it's actually this is kind of a cool like um pivot here but like i it's kind of amazing to think of what they were able to accomplish on this album right because like you know like they're on roadrunner which at that time was kind of a small label or medium size at best you know and um that was one of the things i was reading i read a couple articles about this album you know and um it was just like nobody in, in that genre um besides like slayer and and whatnot was like doing what they were doing you know it, it was like no one had gotten that big like they charted at like on billboard top 200 you know in the u.s mm-hmm. and uh and like nobody was doing that you know it was saying from from especially like a band that was almost like kind of death metally, you know right from brazil and brazil from brazil right. and like right so, and then they toured, you know, to you know, like you said, two hundred twenty shows, thirty nine yeah. countries. I, I read that they were like they they got like the the recognition they got the first like big recognition was like in Indonesia. Right, I read that too. So that's that's pretty went, incredible, you know, like wow, you know, like of all places, like that's really cool that Indonesia listens to you know metal. Yeah, they went gold in Indonesia first, and um, they actually, yeah, they went there on the tour. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I guess Roadrunner. I don't know who managed them, but goddamn, they were like really aggressive. And um, I don't know, they, it just the whole story is kind of amazing. Like, it's the band being at the that age in their life where they could just, you know, just go and and not come home for a couple of years, you know. Or, um, but uh, the Indonesia thing, um, they played two uh i think two foot like soccer stadiums and it was like a hundred thousand people that's incredible you know like that's fucking mad especially for a band that that extreme you know it's It's yeah man that's wow (laughs) you know it's crazy and yeah and it's sepultura like that's so freaking awesome man yeah you could totally like you know kelly clarkson or whoever i mean clarkson Somebody relevant, I guess. I mean, I know she's relevant. I mean, like, can pack arenas, you know, they do that anywhere and everywhere. But to see metal bands do that is so cool, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that's almost, the, the thing about metal is kind of interesting is it's so global. Like, it, mm-hmm. even back then, this this actually really kind of blew me away. Like, I didn't, I would not have thought in 1991 that Sepultura would have been able to tour that many countries and for that long. I mean, it's pretty wild. Yeah pre pre-internet you know that's yes like word of mouth man like, yeah exactly that's, that's so word of mouth is so it's incredible man because you know for the most part like you, you discover a lot of things through word of mouth and back then like i remember i think it was it was black sabbath that toured with the states and i think they played new york first and by the time they got to la like they're they're places they played just got bigger and bigger and bigger and it's just like that's freaking awesome man to see that yeah like to i must have been incredible to experience it yeah yeah it's crazy um like just as a as a sort of anecdote to like i think how big uh sepultura was for metal you know especially i think on this album you know because um, I mean, everybody said the progression was amazing. Like every album was better than the one before it, you know. So beneath the remains, and then the rise, and um, but 
but my buddy, right? He was like, like the hard, the most hardcore Metallica fan, like in the, you know, middle 80, like 86 when master of puppets came out, you know, he was a kid and stuff. And, and, uh, and then like justice and all that. And then like, right as the nineties kind of roll around, I think he was, he was like, he transitioned, he made like this smooth transition where like Metallica ruled his world. And then the 91, he was pretty off put by the black album. And he was like, he was already into Sepultura and then they just became like his, his favorite band in the world. So it was like, <laughs> you know, like to go, you know, from Metallica and then Sepultura is like your favorite band. So it's like, I feel like that probably was the case for a lot of metalheads, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, cause usually we go to all oh, Metallica, you know, it's always, they're the, the, the metal band and they are, you know, on a, on a global level, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of fans of other bands like that. They, they adore like, you know, so much more than Metallica. Oh, totally. Um, Hey, can you, uh, tell me about, um, have you seen them live? I've not, not with, not with Max Galera. But I've seen like Soulfly, you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen uh, Sepultura, you know, post Max Galera, but never, never together. Like I think played a few shows with Soulfly actually. Um, oh, never, oh, oh. Never got, to, never got to see Sepultura like with Max. Oh, that's rad. I mean, yeah. it's rad that, that you got to play it's with rad them. It's rad you get to see them. No, I know yeah, what yeah. you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but. Yeah, we did. We, we've done actually a few shows this, you know, here and there in festivals and one-offs. That's crazy. So, yeah, I, as a matter of fact, I, I I forget who told me, man, but they were on the road with with um, with Max, maybe with Soulfly, and someone bit into his dreadlock, like as oh. as a joke slash dare <laughs> the guy apparently got sick because as you know the dreadlock is you know there's a lot of you know un- unsanitary shit going on there you know? yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you have dreadlocks you know it's not the you know so i guess they bit into it and got sick it's like oh wow that's oh my god <laughs> that's pretty gnarly oh my god uh, <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna make a bad and it kind of snaps like a slim jim and you got yeah, to right. down your side of your lips. Oh my god. It's got to freaking taste good, huh? Oh man. That's terrible. Yeah. Um but was there ever like I mean, what's your take? Have you has there been a show uh that you've seen of Sepultura that kind of blew you away more than others or was there any standout time you saw them? Um dude Here's, here, here's the kicker, dude. One of the main reasons I love them so much is because of Igor. And unfortunately, yeah. when I seen them was without Igor, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I did I did see I did see them once, once with Igor. And it was okay. here in Santa Ana. Oh wow. Oh, okay. And it was what was it? It was uh was it Santa Ana? Was it the observatory? Maybe it was the observatory. Gosh, 
I saw him at the uh, House of Blues one time in Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in Observatory, or before it was called Observatory. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, I, I, I love watching him play, man. Like he's, he's just, like I said, he's one of those drummers that I, that I just love, love how he played, you know. He's a beast. Kind of huh? like how I see how I, yeah, dude. Kind of like how I see Geezer Butler, you know. He's just incredible bass player, man. I love Geezer Butler. Uh, uh, like just the way he plays speaks to me, you know. And, and as far as metal drummers, Igor, you know, always, always uh, did that. He's just such a freaking badass drummer. And yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah, it's. I remember both. the last time I I saw them. I think it w- with with Igor. Um, I think was the at the House of Blues, the old uh, House of Blues in Anaheim, at the like what was it D- downtown Disney? You know. Yeah. And uh, and I I remember like thinking like he was playing everything a little bit faster, you know. And uh, and I was like, oh my god! Like, how's he? How are the wheels? How's he keeping the wheels on? It's like, you know, especially like the old stuff. Um, but it just sounded like it sounded tight, and everything sounded great. But it was just I remember going like, especially you'd feel it more on like the groovy stuff, you know, like the roots and the right, 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 right. You know, and like uh, the that's um, that that came to be more of his signature, you know, drumming style. Right, but but I was feeling I was like. I was like, oh, he's he's like he's on one because he's like everything's like a little a little bit faster. You know, it was like it was crazy, but yeah, you know that tends to happen, man. When you're playing, live yeah, and you to it, like I know playing with Pepe, man, that guy's a freaking monster, dude. And yeah, sometimes in his head, it's going a little bit faster, you know. And you dude, just have to keep up. there's no no doubt, man. There's no doubt. Like, um, it's so funny. There's this other podcast. Uh, uh, do you know who um, Stray from the Path is? The name, the name sounds very familiar. Uh, they I think they're like a, a like New York metalcore band or something or hardcore. But anyway, this drummer, he's really funny. He's uh, British, and um, he was taught. He had a some drummer guest on. I can't remember, but they were talking about when you're playing to a click live, right? And you like you swear because I I did this like when I was a lot younger i played in this band and i we had samples so i played to a click track and it's like you swear that the click is slow for that night you're like like why uh, what like what happened they like something's wrong with the machine you know because you're like yeah, it, it's that is a crazy forward. mind fuck dude it's really is because yeah, you're I like bet. your adrenaline's so pumped that you're like dude this thing's like seriously like like you're like, there's no way that this is my head. Like this thing is is fucked up. Like the machine's broken and it's playing slow. And then you find out, and then you like go back and watch the video, and you're like, oh my god, that was all like your adrenaline. Like it's so crazy, dude. Yeah, your your adrenaline uh, uh, slows slows down time almost. You know. <laughs> well, it's like it slow. it's speeding up so much that that the click track sounds like it's slow in in relationship. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like I mean, it, almost like a fly that they see kind of everything. You know, to us, it's like fast motion. To them, it's like super slow. Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. And and even like I've done that even even singing. You know, with my band where where I'm like I'm like thinking like, come on, Jimmy. Like I get I get like because Jimmy will actually purposely place a little bit slower so that he's in the pocket because of that adrenaline thing and we don't play to a click track you know so it's like 
he'll kind of play. And so like, there's some times where I'm like, all right, now this, this is like too slow. Come on. Like, this is like too, like too laid back. And then you go back and watch the video and he was right in the pocket and you're like, wow. oh, that was all adrenaline. That's a trip. So, yeah. yeah I, I totally get it, man. And I've, I've played drums live, so I get how, man, that shit can get out of control fast, mm -hmm. man. It's, it's wild. And I, I, the click, I've, I've, I've never really played to a click live, you know, like recording, you know, for the purposes of recording, but not like a, yeah. a show to a click. It's, that's something that's foreign, foreign to me. And, and with King in particular, like it was always like, well, first of all, we couldn't really afford to have like in-ears and all that, or more, more or less how to operate the damn thing. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, eh, I don't know if we need it, you know, it never, it was never something we really insisted on, on using no it's definitely more like more work more things to to kind of mm -hmm. like you know and, and if yeah yeah and just like if one thing's not going right if you forget a cable or a freaking battery or something you're fucked right. you know? so right. it, it's definitely more a little shit yeah it's uh i i i didn't like it like i i kind of um I don't know. It, it's cool to be able as a drummer to be able to play to a click, you know, um, that part's valuable, but like the live, I don't know. There's just something that you want. It's like you, you feel constricted. Like you don't have the freedom, you know? Yeah. 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 I think if I was a drummer, I would, I would, you know, I would, I would, uh, use it to my benefit, you know, but I think as, as a, as a bass player, I'm just kind of like, well, I'm following you dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I. I don't know. As much as um, I could see where, obviously. Well, I mean, obviously, a lot of bands that do it, they they play to like tr tracks or or whatever, like some sort of samples or whatever they got going on. But um, I don't know. I still like. I still like to see a band that's just like kind of like you know live. Like they're not. There's no click track, and e even though you're gonna get the the tempo fluctuations here and there and maybe the drummer runs away a little bit but it's still like i don't know it just it's more just human i think right you know? i was just gonna say the same thing human. It's, there's something there's something comforting about errors in albums when i listen to them it's it's it gives me hope as a musician you know That's yeah that perfect you know so there's hope <laughs> uh, totally I, I, i'm so far from you know playing perfect so it's just oh totally man but you but you strive to be as you know as, as best you can i guess yeah no no doubt but but it's like yeah but nobody is perfect and i i yeah it's like you do kind of miss oh yeah you like, listen to sabbath dude like there's there's like such obvious errors yeah just like Whoa, that's so cool, you know? <laughs> like that's oh, so totally. Awesome. Like man, totally. that sounded like a, a wrong note turned into the right note, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. So much stuff. I mean, all the way up, I would say even I mean, really through even parts of the 90s there's like it's so funny, man, like even like say the black album right everyone i mean that's an incredible sounding album um but it's like and i growing up i thought it's like perfect you know of course james hatfield with his freaking right hand he's like sounds like a robot 
but like but like I, I always thought oh it's perfect but like there's a, it's actually not perfect <laughs> like there's actually you know like yeah. just su- subtle subtle imperfections that even on that album there was like at least with the drums like there's some like just slightly uh like some of his um kind of um double strokes and things on the kick drum where you just hear like some um inconsistency and it like it makes me feel good because i'm like even the black album has imperfection (laughs) yeah that's there's like i said there's something about that that it's very soothing (laughs) yeah no i totally agree man um all right what what are your do you have like um very specific highlights that you want to talk about from the album like yeah. dead, embryonic, dead embryonic cells dude, like that iconic that iconic like just like oh guitar harmony riff yeah it's just incredible dude. oh totally and then and then the one the one that gets me on that one is the but that the, the kicker is that and then the harmony kicks and then in. it harmonizes oh my god dude that is like that freaking makes the hair on my arm stand up dude it's such a killer riff man totally, it's so like, totally. like, a, like you just see like this spirit demon rising from the ground like i just envisioned this like crazy freaking scene you know it's just like it's incredible like what they captured you know with those riffs it's it's evil man it's that uh <laughs> like slayer and sabbath kind of what what are those like fifths yeah. or something what oh dude I, you're asking the wrong person man i, I just kind of play by ear i wouldn't know what the what, what the technique would be you know the technical yeah but, yeah it's just very it's very dark it's very uh, uh, uh like it's scary you know what i mean like black sabbath has that element of it's like like whoa this is dark dude. this is kind of like, this is kind of creepy you know and yeah. it, it's it's it, they do that so much so well on this album you know chaos ad is on a I'm, chaos ad is a little bit more you know groovy latin that's what like i said that's where that's where they found their sound and, and you know that's when they put it to use but yeah it's this is just a, a whole different whole different animal you know from chaos ad I love that about this album. It's kind of like, um, you know, Pantera. For me, uh, the Great Southern Trend Kill is like probably my favorite album. You know, because it's so, it's so like just like, dude. Oh man, it's like a bully. It's like the bully of the albums. You know, (laughs) dude. You know what's crazy, man? Like I feel like that's uh, like a uh, quiet like favorite of. of, Oh yeah. yeah. like a quiet favorite like uh i keep talking to people like that's probably my favorite of theirs and i keep talking to people that that's their favorite pantera album yeah i mean just it's it's awesome i love bass wise just like guitar wise like vocal wise drumming wise like it's like and i think they like didn't they like record separately from phil like phil was I think he was like kind of tough to get a hold of. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I know so. he wasn't at their, you know, prime like brother, brother no. band. You know, I um, think he recorded. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. He it was he recorded separate. And, 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 uh, yeah, he recorded Trent? his vocals at, at uh, Nosferatu's Lair, which is oh okay, at his, his, like, 
uh, down recorded their albums. Right, 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 right. But, but, dude, like honestly, that I think that might be. I I'm trying to think of the right word. I don't want to like. I don't want to like. It's either the most hateful or the angriest album I've ever heard. Like it is. It's his vo- his vocals. Yes, that's what I mean. It's so like angry and like. Oh my this, god! It's just like oh, I mean, right off the bat to just like just dude, right? And then just so freaking like just oh man, it's it's, it's too much to describe, man. Like with that album, you know. Just, but oh, I I captures. love it, dude. I love it so much because it's so visceral. Like it's so real, you know. Oh, very. God. Very, very. I love it. It's very uh, raw sounding, you know. Yeah, and the lyrics were great. I mean, he um, there. I I contra- contradict myself saying I don't care about lyrics, but it, when they get you, they get you, and they do. They do get it. Right, right. Then there's yeah something that just hits you right off the bat, and makes yeah. that's part of the reason why you love the band. When you start loving the band so much, because they said something totally talked to you, spoke to you. But that um that that uh breakdown in dead embryonic cells, I feel oh. like I gotta say, like I feel like it's um you know, in the, like when Metalcore, you know, kinda like really got big in the like early two thousands and you know, I'm sure you guys played like us, we played with a million of those bands and they have that breakdown part where everything in yeah. the middle and then yeah. and then yeah. you know the pit ramps up and the kids start right. doing the spin spin kicks and all the karate yeah, and all totally, that that's totally like the beginning of all of that right that's that part of the song yes totally dude totally I agree. like it stops and he's like and then even the way he when the drums when he kind of like revs back up before he whatever he does like it's, oh. but it's, but I love because he comes back dun, 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 when he kicks in, he does like a double snare hit with into the kick and the hi hat. Oh, dude! Yeah, he, he kicks in with the snare first, double with his both hands, bam, and right into the, the kick drum. But at the same time, he's hitting, he's hitting the kick drum, he's hitting the hi hat. It's freaking awesome, dude. That's what I, I love about Igor. Those little, those little things that he adds, like yeah. It's funny you mention it because yeah, it's like the beginning of breakdowns, dude. Like that, they did that so well, man. These guys. Yeah. Well, that that like when you say that, it's true. It's the little things like with him because even like on Chaos, you know, on uh, Territory, where he does that, you know, or it's like. Totally, like those little those little nuances that it's, it's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, like he he um, I feel like he writes like memorable drum parts, you know. Very, especially on Chaos AD, like that's where he just like did so much of that. Like, I yes. Mean, what's what? Jeez, I'm drawing a blank on the title because I'm getting all the titles screwed up of the album. Uh, um, like refuse resist the first one or it starts with the drums but the, a few oh uh ter- territory is that yeah right. that's territory like dude those little hits right there you know what i mean it's like so latin but 
yet so freaking metal. Like, man, it's so freaking awesome, man. Hey, what is... What are the name of those drums, dude? I was trying to figure that out on the Chaos CD uh, uh, podcast. Do you, you know what he's hitting that the high the high pitch one? It's like a Latin. I don't know. No, I don't know. I wouldn't know. Okay, I I still didn't do my homework. I need to go figure out what those are called. Yeah, anyway. I mean, well, yeah, because you're, you're you're a drummer, so I can I can get away with it. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Seriously, I could use that as an as an excuse, but I I do know what, what sound you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, or how about um, uh, it's off of Chaos AD um, why am I trying to blank on, on names um, um, it's all it's all just the drum um, oh yeah that's uh that's uh Kaiwa Kaiwas oh yeah 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 Kaiwas oh love that dude love that yeah song. Oh, totally. The acoustic, the acoustic mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Right. Very, very Spanish. Totally, man. Dude, the song, the song Murder, dude. It's yeah. right off the bat. It's, I love how it's so aggressive, like right off the bat. Yeah. You know, it's funny that that kind of reminds me of like an Ankla song. Or, you know what I mean? Does that matter? Yeah. yeah. That riff though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing, so here's another thing as I've kind of, I've been getting the last couple of years, like more, more into pre- chaos ad sepultura you know but um the thing that's kind of struck me is like i always kind of thought they were you know especially the earlier stuff a little bit more of like a slayer but as i come to listen and get more and more familiar with their older material there's a lot of like down picking like james hetfield you know what i mean kind of like on on that one like that riff that you're pointing out you know it's like a total like yeah and 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 you're right i could see how because at the time you know you i'm sorry i'm going off topic here but i remember when stone temple pilots came out and i remember thinking oh he's kind of like an eddie vetter ripoff you know yeah never really you know gave gave it much of a chance but listening to it and dissecting it you know just as a fan it's just like wow these guys are nothing you know they're nothing like pearl jam he's nothing like eddie vetter you know maybe his right you know, low or octave, but you know, and then I, I think I think with Sepultura is kind of the same thing because you you have that music, you know, like the Slayer, and you listen to Sepultura, and you can automatically you're going to be like, oh, these guys are from another country; they're just trying to kind of Americanize their music, you know. But they had their own element and flavor to it, you know what I mean? Like that makes them unique. For sure. So you kind of, you kind of like one of those things. Like I said, you go back to listening to that. It's then that you realize it, you know. For sure, yeah, a hundred percent. I just think I I do feel like that's like a for any artist, you know, like that's a process, you know. I think that earlier on in your career, you're probably going to sound a little bit more like your influences, and as you kind of yeah, evolve. 
it's a weird thing how it happens right but there's just like there's something even though you can still hear your influences there's something that just becomes like essentially you you know it's like a weird thing yeah yeah it's but it's all on the listener the listener right you know like sometimes you know like i i I recall (laughs) sometimes people would tell us like king you know like oh it'd be totally different bands but they'd be like oh you guys you guys kind of like remind me of alter bridge and i'm like what that's (laughs) what you know okay and then somebody else will say something totally different you know yeah i guess it's one of those things that unless you listen to the band constantly you find what their sound is i guess i don't know oh dude a hundred percent yeah we're like um especially on online you know social media like Mm -hmm. i think it's cool because it's like at least people care enough to like tell you what they think you know but like I don't know. I, I mean, I think everyone does that as a listener. You just, you hear something and, and it, the first thing you're, you're trying to like process what it sounds like to you. So, so you're going to compare it to something usually, you know? Right. Right. But, but yeah, it is wild though. I hear you, man. Cause like <laughs> you, you get like so many different takes. You're like, wow, I haven't heard like a lot of them make sense or you start to hear some of the same things you know but then occasionally you'll be like i haven't i haven't heard that one that's cool man (laughs) right on like it's never you can't get offended by it you know um but but it is it is kind of funny to like hear some of the the left field ones you know (laughs) right 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 yeah you know you talk about like down picking and stuff, you know, like correct me if I'm wrong, but if you listen to subtraction from Sepultura and it gets like towards after the intro riff, like it's, yeah, it seems like they do a lot of like down picking there and it sounds very headfieldish when, you know, now that you mention it, you know? Oh, the drum, that's a nice drum intro. Let me see. Ooh. Right? Yeah, that's sick. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, um... I don't know, I might... That might be a narrow frame of reference, you know, but I, whenever I hear a riff, like a down-picked kind of fast riff like that, I always think of Hetfield or or maybe Scott Ian, you know, from Anthrax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I see what you're saying by the Hetfield reference, though. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, just because, like, he was, of all, the at least with the big four, he was, like, the one that could, uh, he was, I don't know, that was, like, his go-to, I think, the, the kind of down-picked. You know, like not the super fast, like double, what do you call it? Up and down stroking, double picking or whatever. Speed but like the, right, right, right. Yeah. Which is sick, dude. I, I, I love that sound. So fucking right. Oh, yeah. This particular song is from subtraction. It's like what I love about it also is that it's just all over the place tempo wise. They go, you know, they, they, they go to different places tempo wise. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, I think that that's that was the big thing too with with this album is like 
compared to um, Beneath the Remains is just that like they were starting to just fuck with more different like tempo stuff, you know, and slowing down and doing like more groovy, mm -hmm. groovy kind of stuff. You know, it was like definitely that last step before chaos, you know, even though it was still very much like a thrash, thrashy death metal oh. kind of record, you know. But uh, yeah, God, I still. Dude, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta find this one. I'll probably edit some of this nonsense out. But like, let me see if I can find that. There was this riff. The whole, the whole point of the riff I'm looking for is it's basically like, it's like a riff that sounds something like it would be from Roots or, or Beyond, you know, where it's that kind of single okay, note, okay. like almost new metally kind of like you know um not not choked you know when it not palm muted but like an open kind of like uh let yeah, me see if i can find it more new metal -ish. yeah i was like when i heard that i was like oh shit because it it was like like a glimpse towards the future you know i was like whoa let's find it. yeah i see what you're saying yeah I see what you're yes. saying. That totally, totally a glimpse into their, their evolved self. Right? Mm -hmm. Even though it's for and a it's... second. And they probably didn't realize it until afterwards. Like, wow, we, we got something there. Maybe we should focus a little bit more on that. Give it a little bit more. Yeah. Fun. You know? It, it, um, the first part of it is like, like it's more yeah. muted, yeah. you know? And totally. then it goes, dow, 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 dow. I mean, this is 1991. I'm like thinking, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know who else was, but it, that's almost like something you'd hear in the mid to late 90s on like a Machine Head record or like, you know, or I don't know. But that, I don't know, like I heard that. I was like, like the only riff I think on the record that I heard of that was like that. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> Was this, I don't know. It's so cool. The riff on "Desperate Cry," it's it's the it's the verse, but it's okay. so awesome. Dude. I think it starts at about one thirty. Okay. Uh, it starts after that. Right. Yeah, you can put it like a one forty-five. Okay. It's very like hardcore too, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I was thinking the same thing. But see, you know what? It's almost the one for me, the um the riff right after that, like the dan and dan and dan and dan and dan and whatever, like that to me is so uh, so essentially Sepultura. You know, it's like that is so. Yeah, like that one. That that's like the one where I I don't know why, but if like like if we wrote a riff like that, I would say that's like a Sepultura riff. You know what I'm saying? Like versus where some of their stuff I hear it and I'm like oh that kind of sounds Metallica ish but like in, literally do we did this on our on our recent or current I guess album that we're releasing where there was a song we were writing 
and and like i don't know if you guys do this but we'll we'll like our working title songs we, we'll just call them like what we think they sound like so like we'll be like oh that's like yeah. the lamb of god, the lamb of god song or whatever but this one riff there was like a a riff just like this one riff and i was like that's the sepultura riff because it just sounded like there's no other band it sounded like to me but sepultura oh, that's awesome so like i don't know like that's just that thing man where it's true like bands over time they develop their own sound and it's just like there's something just essentially that band that nobody else sounds like it's i mean at least that's the goal <laughs> right although it's hard it's hard you know to 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 accomplish that but it's when you're yeah. looking it's when you're trying to accomplish it that it doesn't happen you know what i mean it's no for sure dude happen naturally i agree 100 percent. i think like uh shit, i forgot what i was gonna say oh <laughs> <laughs> uh... What about um? What what's your take on the production? Oh, I mean, it's. I think it's it's. It's not their best work as far as production goes, but that's what I love about it. You know, production wise, yeah. I mean, I always gravitate towards the the, the 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 stuff that's not polished. You know, right, the, right. A lot of the bands like, like um. And Justice for All is my favorite album from Metallica. And you can't even hear the bass. And I'm a bass player, you know? Right, right. No, it's not the greatest. But I, mean, I just to me, it's all about the rawness of it all, you know? Production totally. to me, personally, I can care less about production. As long as it moves me, I'm not one to be like, oh, the vocals are really low or whatever, you know? It's just one of those things that that's, that's for me, besides the point, you know? Yeah. But, and so, I agree, dude. I'm sorry, go ahead. Say Sepultura captured that just, you know, raw sound with that that uh, I gravitated towards in the early stuff, partly because it's not, you know, as polished, you know? Yeah, yeah. I got to say that the kick drums sound massive on this thing. Yeah, that's for <laughs> sure. That's for sure. And the toms, the floor toms. Yes, and the toms, no yeah. doubt, yeah. dude. All the toms sound huge. Yeah. I love the way the toms sound on this. Yeah, and it's 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 it could be hard to capture, you know, the drums the way you want them, you know. It is. Well, and here the thing is too, like I, I was thinking about this where like um, it's all context too. Like at this time, like this probably sounded like an amazing metal record, you know, right. because. I, like throughout the eighties, they were with thrash and all that going on. And they were like, just figuring out how to like record bands that sounded like that, you know? Yeah. And they didn't really get good at it until arguably like, till really like this point, or maybe like the late eighties, you know? Right. And if you, if you listen to like the Norwegian bands, like this, those Norwegian death metal bands are like, they want it to sound like crap, you know, they yeah. wanted that sound to be, not great you know like it was not that it wasn't great but just not all polished and, and refined i guess yeah it's part of the whole that was part of the whole thing you know yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah like the black metal stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's their that's their whole thing yeah <laughs> 
No, but I mean, it, it sounds, it, it sounds, uh, it sounds good and it sounds better than Beneath the Remains. And then, and then in my opinion, Chaos sounds better than this. So they just kind of kept getting better every record. Right. Um, the one thing I did notice though, as I, I, I do this, like a lot of times when I'm kind of preparing for these shows is I'll listen to, um, you know, the album we're doing and then I'll kind of listen to before and after. And, uh, the one thing I noticed was like chaos that actually the kick drums are actually quieter on chaos than on this one. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they thought they were too big on this, but like, um, <laughs> you know, but, but it sounds pretty rad, dude. Like the kick drums are so big and they, it, it sounds pretty rad on this, on this album, right? On uh, arise. Yeah. Uh, we're like, like, I feel like chaos, um, overall had a huge sound um but but like the kicks maybe weren't like jumping out just like quite as much you know i, I don't know that that was the, the feeling i got but that's that's my nerdy i i like to get into i'm i'm kind of a little nerdy with production right right it's you, fun yeah you're uh you know you're uh you are pretty nerdy about that stuff you always have been you know and that's, yeah I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, you, you guys, you've always been, you know, you guys have always been pretty, pretty, uh, you, you guys always had your, your like your in-ears, you know what I'm saying, for example, and you guys yeah. were well organized, you guys were always well organized, you know? Oh, that's funny, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that was, that kind of happened after, like, watching enough, you know, videos of your shows where I was singing at a pitch like pretty badly and i was like oh my god <laughs> ah that's uh, uh, but i love that the, the learning process i mean you know just like you hear yourself back and you just say oh and then you just start to grow as a musician you start to change little things here that you you know and you just kind of i don't know man it's it's, it's cool the, the evolution of it all you know yeah yeah for sure but i it's funny though because like i i look at guys that you know don't wear in-ears like there's some like huge like you know famous dudes that you know don't even bother wearing in-ears and it's like i go man like that would be so cool like because it's kind of annoying it's like one more thing to to you know have to deal with and like uh and like man it but i always feel like like maybe i'm just like i mean I'm not good enough to not have in ears. Like the guys that are like, like they can just almost like hear their pitch, like no matter what. Or I don't know. Maybe you just. I think it's I don't one know. of those things where, if, like, if you're not, if you never had it, you know what I'm saying? It's once you yeah. start using it. If you start using it early on, then I guess you become reliant on it. You know? Yeah. So, which is why I was Dude. saying like, I, I, like we just never really ha had, you know desire to do that i guess because it was always just kind of like a for me like a sink or swim mentality you know like i, I gradually got yeah. a better bass guitar i gradually got like good equipment i gradually stopped borrowing stuff you know um so like in years was just one of those things i never you know just even thought about because i just always thought wow that, that, that looks expensive <laughs> you know what dude we're, we're actually much more like you in that way than you would think like we yeah we did the in-ears but like honestly like at least john and i were not very techie at all and we're not very like gear gear nerdy um so we're we've been we, like it's so funny like the guys in our band are 
really late on on getting like you know good gear. <laughs> yeah. no, Mark has he got himself a, a, a didn't he get himself a bass guitar a while back? Or something he got like a new bass, but dude, he's had that same uh, Marshall amp forever, <laughs> dude. The whole like for the whole time. Is he? But I mean, it it sounds great. Yeah, dude. As I say, he sounds great. Is he using a, a sound sound pedal or? No, probably not. But he did like he changed his uh, amp, his you know the head. He changed that rig up some some years ago. I think yeah, he's got a. A sound that I was like, oh, this is this is my, my life tone right here. And then I got my shit stolen. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. Uh, so it was just like, oh man, you know, but. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think it's nowadays, it's 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 pretty accessible to get a good solid tone. You know, like they make really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and not, not too expensive either. You know, like like I uh, uh, towards the end of, of my king days, I was using uh, this this company called Dark Glass, and they make solid bass amplifiers and pedals, and, and they're it's an incredible company. And I started using uh, their head amplifier. It's like a tiny little amplifier. It's a, it's a thousand watts. And that thing okay. man, freaking packs a punch. Like I have that sitting on top of my 8x10 Mesa Boogie cabinet. And it looks like a little freaking laptop on top of the cabinet in comparison, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. That thing is freaking monstrous, dude. Monstrous. Like Damn. Ramon. Uh, my friend Ramon, you know Ramon, um, he, he like he's he's been to a bunch of shows and he was like, dude, that your bass is like, I, I don't think I've heard it that punchy, that like big. I was like, yeah, man, I think I hear that too, you know. So yeah, pretty inexpensive the things that nowadays, or at least if anything can get expensive, you know what I'm saying. But they make uh, fairly affordable stuff that you can get a really good sound out yeah yeah you had you had a kill i think um i think the last couple times i saw king uh it was probably that rig i would think right like the sidebar show and yeah definitely. yeah yeah it sounded killer man oh but i was gonna say too the funny thing uh, uh speaking of like guys that don't need like like in-ears and it was you guys dude like um i remember i mean every time your vocals you know you singing backups and eddie singing lead like your harmonies were always perfect but this one show in particular it was over at affliction when before they had like that stage set up you know do you remember that like when you... before like with the clothes yeah like, yeah exactly I that. that was like i think that was like the first um, taco metal party he said that he had there. Was that the first one? I think so. If, you're, if, you're, if it was on the actual floor and the stage was Yeah, it was on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was the only time we played there before, before the stage was there, actually. So, so that show, dude, I remember, like, I don't think you guys couldn't hear yourselves. Like, I don't think there was anything behind you no, except no maybe. Monitors. There was no monitors. Right. It was just gay. Exactly. And so, uh, and like I remember you like asking me after like how it sounded. I'm like, dude, it sounded perfect. Like the harmonies oh, were so dialed in. 
I was just like, and you couldn't even hear yourself at all. Like no, mo- no floor monitors or nothing. And, but I mean, you guys were a well-oiled machine by that point. But I mean, I think the point is, I was just like, I, I don't know. I was just blown away. I'm like, how, I don't know. I, I can, I can kind of start to see now, like how you, how you can pull that off. There's just a muscle memory thing that starts to happen, you know, but but I, 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 I don't, I don't so boldly go in that direction as you guys. <laughs> uh, well, like, like I said, it's one of those things, you know, where, where if you're, if you're using it, if you're relying on, on, on it, then it becomes difficult to let go of it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah. There's a lot of moments where our monitors were just shitty on stage. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm fairly good at like, going by the, the the front of house like I could hear yeah. if I could hear these vocals from front of house I can I can get really close to what he's doing because I'll just yeah. try to sing loud enough where I can hear myself on the front of house and then gauge where I'm at tone wise you know yeah 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 I know yeah I know what you mean when when uh, when we play the better venues that we play, right. it, you definitely get that like reverberation off the walls and you can hear it. And that, that's always, I love that feeling, you know, cause it just sounds so big, you know, in the room. And th- that, that's been, I've noticed that's been times where, you know, friends will come up afterwards and like, man, you know, your guys' vocals sound great. I could hear you really well. And you know, that's because I can't hear myself on the monitor. So I'm trying to, you know, compensate. And so in turn, it, some, you know, the majority of the times when it's a house guy, oh, you're the backup singer? Well, let me just turn you down, you know? Right, so, right. I'm singing right. louder in the mic so I can hear myself. Then it kind of elevates my voice to where it kind of levels out to where, you know, where the lead singer is singing, you know? So, Dude, you're a really good singer. Thank you, man. That, yeah, you're a really good singer. Um, that's what it all boils down to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you are. You're powerful. Like, you're, you have full breaths and full like power and, and tonality it's really big thanks man i, I yeah. for me it was always um eddie vetter dude eddie vetter for me oh. Jam, like i always like oh, yeah. that, was the, that was the that was the shit i would sing in the shower all the time you know and I was just, yeah you can sing this you know and I he's rad and then i just you know started singing with king dude you know like i was karaoke's fine and fun and i you know i had <laughs> trying to do your best at it sometimes sometimes you just fuck off but singing with king like it just kind of forced me there you know and, and i learned how to sing and play at the same time which was pretty difficult in the beginning but man after playing after doing it for so long dude it's like it's pretty easy now you know it's like not that it's easy but it's like i know i'll i will figure it out you know it's not like oh fuck. right you get frustrated and you're just like no i can't do this it's like I know I'll figure it out, you know. And it's, right. It's just muscle, muscle memory and reflex that you just develop, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's like a point you hit where you play with your voice enough, and you kind of figure out how mm-hmm. how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I took classes. I took classes later on. You know, like I think it was after like the second album, or even. Oh yeah. yeah? Yeah, I went, I went and took a class in, in IVC, and uh, that helped me. Oh, out. yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I took a class. It was, it was uh, like, a, like a, 
it was a vocal class, but we did a lot of um, like like show tunes and Broadway songs, you know, like that's oh. the, the instructor. She's freaking amazing, dude. And she's an operatic singer. And I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of exercises that I took with me on the road that helped me tremendously. And I know that it helped me. I know that it made a difference because I would hear it. I would hear it a lot, you know. Even even from Pepe, you know, Pepe told me like, dude, like, your vocals sound so so much more powerful than you did. But that's that really helped, you know. And wow. It's, it's, yeah, things like that, dude. Like, man, those vocal classes help me tremendously with with anything I sing. It's like I can go to those exercises and um, get to a place where I feel comfortable enough you know, singing it with, with, with ease, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I don't, people, I don't know how many people will know this, but you were singing, uh, in a black Sabbath tribute band mm -hmm. focused mostly on the early stuff oh. and with uh, the Aussie stuff. And, uh, and yeah, you were killer dude. Honestly, like, especially like, the first album, I think you sound like identical to him on the first album. It's crazy. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, it's uncanny, as people say. Because I don't hear it myself, but that's awesome. I, I, that's freaking great that that you that you say that. You know, it's awesome. Well, um, it, it, I mean, it, it is true. Like, it's weird. I've seen, you know, like um, Aussie tribute bands where kind of people like do a, almost like caricature version of Ozzy, you know, and maybe his older stuff when he was like solo, he did. He had a little more of that kind of Aussie effect, you know, kind of thing going on. But but like you, it, there's none of that. And you just like but you literally sound more like him than I've ever heard. Like anyone sound like him on that. That's it's awesome. crazy. Yeah, I love to, I, again, Ozzy's one of those singers that I also sing in the shower all the time, you know? And, yeah. And, um, when I learned how to play and sing, when we started doing it, dude, I was just like, dude, let's freaking do this, dude. Like a three-piece Sabbath band? Fuck yeah, you know? <laughs> and, 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 dude, I'm, I'm pretty proud of, our, of us, you know? We, we pull it off pretty well, and, and it's, su it's such a cool challenge to, to sing. To sing Ozzy, you know, while 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 playing Geezer's parts, I love I love it. It's such a such an awesome challenge, and, and you grow, you know. I, I I grew more as a musician, you know. I, and then you just create more ammunition, you know. So, you got you guys had it down, man. It was uh, it was like you guys played the truth, you know. Like all of you were playing those parts, like giving it their their respect and their due Absolutely. you know it was like that's a great way the, the respect we definitely give it the respect that we, we we feel it deserves and as much as we can give it you know like all of you guys you know what yeah. i mean like everybody did their homework they weren't just like mailing it in you know right 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 yeah i mean ramon did like he's he just such a great job with tony Iommi parts man and, mm. you know, he, he'll, he'll tell you like i i i i kind of pushed sabbath on him a little more you know i said dude listen to Sa dude, listen to this album and dude now he loves like everything you know ozzy sabbath you know and it's just that's that's like one of his bands now you know um yeah yeah he he definitely you know did his homework and you know he reach out and be like oh what do you think of this you know and, and, you know is this riff song about i'm like dude that that's a yeah dude it's solos and yeah, and then Andy, of course, yeah. dude, Andy's such a uh, yeah. drummer, dude. Like, 
he yeah. he you know he hears he hears the way I you know I love Geezer Butler and and so he freaking he's, he's, he's like I want to capture that freaking no. you know he captures uh, uh, um, Bill Ward so freaking well yeah. you know like he I could hear it like every other practice I'd be like oh dude like yeah man you're getting all his like his little signature things you know his little nuances That's all of it it's fun to play with Andy News and Ramon but I mean like as a, as a rhythm section like Andy is, is a lot of fun to play with yeah left-handed too you know yeah yeah so yeah you got you guys were like note for note man it was crazy yeah black sabbath bro that's the pioneers oh yeah so when you when uh COVID ends and if you guys <laughs> end up you know putting the band back together people go check out hole in the sky if you're in orange county or yeah or we, there are... it's one of those things we do for fun you know, it's never like, yeah, you know, we've, we've talked about, Hey, maybe we can get some gigs and, you know, get some you know, extra, extra gas money or something, you know, but yeah, we never really, we never really take it, take it there, but it's, they're a lot of fun to play now. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see, man. So, a uh, couple more questions. If, if you're in Sepultura in 1991 and, uh, you guys are about to take this on the road for your 220 day tour and, and, <laughs> and beyond. Um, what, what one to two songs do you think like are in the set forever? Like, what are you hyped on? What are you feeling like is gonna, like, we're going to play this in the set forever. For sure, dude, for sure. The first three songs, you know, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can only pick the three, you know, I'd probably, like do a rise dead embryonic cells um either either you know gosh i don't know subtraction maybe maybe a murder i don't know man but definitely a rise in dead embryonic cells for sure okay yeah yeah those would i feel i feel that definitely, definitely had to kick those in there all right cool cool that's dope man i mean dead I embryonic cells is in there that. It's in there, you know, regardless of which three I pick, Dead yeah. Embryonic Cells and Arise are in there for sure. I mean, Death's the Cry, dude, like, it's like, God, come on, you know? It's all around, all around that album. It's great. But you can't play them all, so those are the ones I would pick. Yeah, a rare, a rare, well, sort of not completely rare, but a rare-ish moment of um, clean guitar on Desperate Cry. Oh, yeah. You know, that was always, I thought the weird thing I was, I don't know. I was just thinking about, you know, like other thrash bands, like Testament always had, they always kind of had like a ballad on, on their albums, you know? Yeah. Testament. Yeah. yeah Testament always did that. They're a great band. Testament actually, they influenced me. Um, when, when I wrote, uh, I wrote the, the, the main riff of falling down. That was a big, yeah. I, was, I was listening to a lot of, uh, um, a lot of them and then a lot of uh, Lamb of God. So, oh, okay. So if you listen to, I think it's called Riding the Snake. From, uh-huh, yeah. From, yeah. Um, from Testament, that's, that was a that was a very influential. You know, I was listening to oh, a lot, okay. A lot oh, of crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. It has that gallopy, you know, pick. 
Yeah. 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 Man, you guys had some crazy shit, man. Because uh, I think that's the one where you, it doesn't it go into like a blast beat. Is that the one? Oh yes, it does go into a blast beat. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, but is freaking a monster, man. We had a Oh. You know you you normally you take a drummer that plays rock and roll and they convert to like metal, you know, but with Pepe it was like a we had to pull him back, man, because he was metal, yeah. you know? Yeah. Beppe, you know, he started listening to COC and Sabbath more when he started hanging out with us and when he was playing with us, you know, he started to dig in deep into that side of, of, of rock music. And, um, right. You know, if you listen to the albums, he, he, he's, you know, he kind of pulled himself back a little bit, you know? And a lot of it, a lot of it was by force, you know? Because he'd always be like, <laughs> how about if I do this on that part? And it's always like something super, you know, dramatic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he does it so freaking well, you know? And it's one of those things where, you know, I I, I, I tend to gravitate towards what I love and do so well that, you, you, want, you know, you kind of naturally put that in there and everything that you create almost, you know, so you have to kind of pull yourself back and say, all right, I already did that or, you know, let's just change it up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and you got, I mean, there's there's so much variety on those records, man. There's like... But yeah, Pepe's a beast, man. Yeah, he was he, he's all over playing he's playing all the riffs, all the drum riffs. He played all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 fun, man, to just go all over the place, you know. And we, we did that a lot in Ounce of Self. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, I think with King we kind of just refined it a little more and, and made it a little bit more user friendly, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and more uh, like, like you know, I guess I don't know what the right word is. Just the vocals were less harsh, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, less, yeah, less more singing. screaming, more. Singing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's rad, man. Um, but oh, sorry. Last thing on Pepe, dude. Like live, man. That guy's a freaking oh, beast, dude. God. Like he hits so hard, man. Yeah. Like even the things, even the stuff when he's playing fast, you know, on double bass or whatever, yeah. it's like he's hitting the fuck out of yeah. him, man. Like I'll hear him yeah. over the freaking monitors, dude. Yeah. yeah. Shout so out to Pepe. Shout out to Pepe. Pepe. And, and Eddie. And Eddie. Usually, usually, it's funny, man. When we do, in, when we would do interviews, radio stations, they, dude, they. they they don't even know the band and they're kind of just like interviewing you because you're just the band interview because you're going to play a show or whatever. And you could tell when they're not kind of like just trying to do their job and not really, they don't really care too much in the band, you know? And they'll accidentally call me Pepe because I'm the dark one. (laughs) And dude, we ride them so hard. Oh, of course I'm Pepe, right? Because I'm the dark guy. No, he's Pepe. I'm totally oh, like, oh, yeah. kind of like grabbing your collar and pulling it away, you know, <laughs> but it's Dude. like, it's all in good fun, but we freaking write them on it because it's kind of turns into this thing where it's like, well, if you're not going to freaking do your research, we're going to freaking write you, you know? Yeah. 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 Towards the end of the interview, all of a sudden that, Oh dude, that was so, you guys are so funny. And this and that, like, 
but they're like relieved that we went to, to the joke and not the hey, you know? So it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Oh, you guys are funny though, man. Like I, I've, uh, I think the one I remember listening to was on uh, what's his name, the wrestler, Chris Jericho. Yeah, Chris Jericho. Oh my god, I love him so much. Because that was on tour, right? You guys were on yeah, tour with we were them. Yeah, we, we were sharing a bus with them, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we were sharing a bus with them, and then we did his podcast in the back of the bus. Yeah. It and so it's really fun. funny, man. It's, and I've yeah, heard a lot it, of his podcasts. You oh, know, really? And, and <laughs> yeah, and your guys was really, really fun. They're, like, was... not just between the three of you, but like with him, there was like this, you guys all had this like, uh, like camaraderie, like this vibe, you know? Right, right. No, he, dude, that's what I was going to get to. Like he's, dude, he's a homie. He's like one of the guys. It's like so like organic, you know? I fucking yeah. I love him, dude. Like, we'll, you know, all of us will text him, and he'll get back. Like, we'll be in a group text, like just shooting the shit, making fun of each other. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. the funniest thing, dude, because he's he's so freaking awesome, dude. Like that guy. Like I know he's all over the place, like with wrestling and singing and podcasts and acting and comedy, and he's just everywhere. But like, he's always just like a. A phone call or text away dude like he's always yeah like, what's up yo what's up guys boom 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 like it's so cool man it's so cool that that you can be that that you know that that uh big of a, of a, of a person in the world of celebrities and yet be so down to earth you know right like he he totally seems like it yeah he totally is man like when, when we did his uh he, we did this cruise it's, rock, it's called the, the chris jericho's rock and wrestling rager at sea right right and we already had the tour with him you know obviously that's why he invited us because we, you know, we got to know him better and, and and then but like afterwards when it was all over like we went like a lot a lot of people like wrestlers and whatever you know he had like this little party at in his uh in his uh room of, on the ship and like i yeah. just gave him like, the biggest hug dude and i was like dude you did it man this is incredible like this is should be proud of yourself like i talked to him on a you know on a friend on a one-on-one friend type but like dude you did it and then he was just like so like like i could feel it. he was so grateful that i felt that way you know and that it just you, you know it humanized and humanized him you know he's, he's just he's and he's like like i can't say it enough he's like just one of the guys dude he's a solid 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 guy yeah man it's so cool it comes off that way he definitely seems yeah, like it really does. He's, like a good he's dude you know on his podcast, he's, he's, he keeps it rolling pretty, pretty well, you know, very well, not pretty well. You know, he's, he's really good at it. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Um, well, uh, last, well, pretty much last question. Uh, what can up and coming bands learn from Sepultura? Oh wow, that's a, that's a good question. What can they learn from Sepultura? They can learn many things. They can learn many things. They can learn that you know, you you, you can be from some other some other country where it's not primarily you know uh, uh, heavy metal, you know at least at that yeah. time, and become this iconic metal thrash band. 
you know yeah and be like timeless you know yeah and, and the 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 heartbeat that they capture the feeling that they that they give from listening to what they do so well is 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 something to be in awe of you know it's like so freaking solid and um they're tight so tight yeah so if you if you want to get if you want to timing is everything i think in music as far as you know tempo that's what you know it, it's in the end it's all one giant heartbeat you know yeah you guys are not firing on all cylinders it's you know it's it's it captures an essence when when you all become one you know you all become just this one sound and that speaks volumes you know absolutely and brothers too it's it's yeah yeah anything else to impart on the world tony about um arise and sepultura i mean you you know the album specifically um jeez i mean i don't know i mean it's one of those things where you, you you either get it or you don't you know and my suggestion is to give it a try because if you like that type of music man these guys freaking did something really really good with it you know different yeah well man thank you so much um is there anything you want to promote or uh like or anywhere you want no, people man. To, find, to find you or no <laughs> no man all I, I, i'm all just no i'm not really promoting anything just, man just, just uh, hanging out hanging out man just hanging out happy to happy to talk to you and happy to be on with you and and just you know catch, catching up in real time on on, on, uh, on the podcast it's fun man well, thank you, Tony, so much. Yeah.